are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. To get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Lane McCool. And I got to tell you guys, if uh, if the show today is anything like the uh, the pre-show where Lane <laughs> is just ranting, you guys are in for a treat. Um, so, Lane, how you doing today, sir? I was doing fine until you got me all worked <laughs> up with the topic before, before we got into uh, the, the actual po- podcast. I mean, I thought we were going to get in here and today was going to be – Kind of a nice and easy. We talk about some Cowboys news. We talk about the future, and now you've got me all worked up about Hall of Fame voting. And I yeah. and yeah, I, Actually, I, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, let, let's get into it. So uh, we're not going to do this for very long, but uh, tonight I, is they're going to announce the the five Hall of Famers for the 2022 class, and Demarcus Ware is one of those candidates, and it's a pretty strong class. There's some really good candidates, uh, but I saw this morning. Landon, that Todd Archer um, said there's a chance that DeMarcus Ware is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. And your thoughts, if that were to happen, are? Before I unleash, let's go ahead and be clear that this is not Todd Archer's opinion. Todd's just reporting what what he's saying. Todd made it pretty clear that uh, the best three, four outside linebacker of the last 30 years should probably be in the Hall of Fame. Let's not go march over to Todd's timeline and destroy it with this no, 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 because no, no, he's no. just reporting. All right. Having said that, this is the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard about any Hall of Fame vote ever. The fact that DeMarcus Ware, DeMarcus Ware is not a first ballot Hall of Famer is absolutely a, a, a ridiculous. It shows what a sham and ridiculous process this is constantly. And how they keep constantly missing folks that need to be in the Hall of Fame because there's this ridiculous set of, of uh, criteria that's just completely made up and frankly, you know, varies from from voter to voter. And it, it leads to the kind of thing that potentially has DeMarcus Ware not as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like what kind of messed yeah. up process is there that that could potentially lead you to that? I, I, whether it's the the you can't tell the story of the of the the history of the NFL without him. Demarcus Ware w- uh, joined the team to help Von Miller drag the corpse of Peyton M- Manning across the finish line to win a Super Bowl. There's your story that had to be tell- told that year. Uh, I, I I just can't sit here and abide by uh, uh, these Hall of Fame voters kind of dithering on whether or not one of the greatest pass rushers in the history of the game uh, is worthy of being in the Hall of Fame in the first ballot. I I, I cede the rest of my time. I rest my case, Your Honor. So I'll give you a little bit of background information on how this Hall of Fame voting works. So they get these 15 names after they narrow them down. And then uh, they get into a room and somebody makes a presentation for a player. I don't know who made the DeMarcus Ware presentation, but – they do it in front of the entire room. They listen, and then they have vote. And I've heard, and you should go listen to the Power Ranking Show with Elliot and I because he is a Hall of Fame voter. 
that a lot of the times how these guys are vote are based on the presentation, basically the PowerPoint that's presented to them. Not based on their career, but which presentation is the best. It's not always the best strategy. Of, that's uh, not great, guys. Teams in. Uh, I will say this with DeMarcus Ware. He made the Hall of Fame All-2000s team. He was a four-time All-Pro selection. He won a Super Bowl. So feels pretty clear-cut to me. In his first 111 games in the NFL, he had like 107 sacks. I don't know, Lan. This one feels – it feels like this should be a shoe, and we don't even have to talk about it, right? Yeah, that's why I'm yelling on on our <laughs> on our TV screens right now is because this – you know, it's, it, it's crazy because it's the most NFL thing ever – Right. In much of the same way that that you have all these players like train intensely and try to squeeze every advantage out of every single crevice that they possibly can. And then you put them in a game in which it gets decided by a bunch of amateur uh, referees who uh, kind of half butt what they're doing. Uh, much like this, right? Like these guys have these incredible careers. They put their lives on the line in a lot of ways. They put their health on the line to kind of reach for glory and then ultimately it comes down to a bunch of writers sitting in, in a room based on whether or not the powerpoint presentation was good enough well I don't the know, other man. thing like, is these these meetings are long these are like 10 yeah. to 12 hour meetings and it yeah. might just depend on when you're meeting like when your presentation is if you're at the very end <laughs> jerry kramer may be asleep by the time you get yeah. to the end of the presentation you know? yeah <laughs> i mean dead, listen but... i've I know for a fact that there's been guys that have left to go get lunch or whatever during the middle of presentations because they just don't want to hear it. So, um, yeah. Let's go over the Again, 15 guys really quickly. I, yeah, I kind of want your thoughts on who you should, who you'd want to see in. Mm-hmm. There's Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Bills, and Bryant Young. Uh, two former Cowboy greats, DeMarcus Ware and Zach Thomas on there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Zach Thomas is a, exactly a Cowboys great, but yeah, I mean, he was <laughs> he was a great player who also played for the Cowboys. I will agree with that. Um, I mean, it's, it's a solid group. I, I do think that there are tiers within that group, though, of like who needs to be let in first and who, you know, kind of can... <laughs> Who are your the door locks? while they're waiting. If they, Who are your you know? locks out of that list? Well, I mean, just off of what I remember, uh, what you listed, Tony Baselli, Dem- Demarcus Ware, uh, uh, I think Holt is a, a, is a no-brainer. Holt probably should be, yeah. Yeah. Um, Baselli should have been in a long time ago, but I yeah, get why he's had sure. to wait. Um, who else is on there? Um, Rondé Barber? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. I don't. I mean, I don't think he's a lock or anything. Yeah, I don't think he's a lock, but I, I think he will definitely end up end up in there because he was a a, a large part of that. I mean, look, <laughs> if John Lynch is in the in the Hall of Fame, all these guys, and then like another list of twenty five guys need to be in this year. Uh, I won't like even you really get don't into like my, John Lynch. I just know that he's about a third the player that Darren Woodson is. And frankly, we can talk about Leroy Butler being not the player that Darren Woodson is too, mm. but we don't need to do that. I mean, I, I, I think all of this is a sham until Darren Woodson gets in as far as I'm concerned. I, I know I know for a fact that it, became, it was very close last year between Charles Woodson and Leroy Butler, both getting into the uh, Hall of Fame. Basically, voters were having to choose between those two. And Butler didn't get in, but he was like the last guy not to get in. So 
it wouldn't surprise me if he gets choice. That's a ridiculous choice, right? Are you? I mean, I seriously, mean, I, I, between I Charles so. Woodson and, and Dar- I mean, what are we doing here? Like, Leroy Butler was a very good safety, but Charles Woodson is like generational defensive player, like generational football player. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's sometimes I feel like they they really just. They make this process so much stupider than it needs to be. It's so much dumber than it needs to be. And and again, like clearly, if they, it's like they 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 mean to take it serious. That's why they have hold it with such reverence. But at the same time, like who, what usefulness are you getting out of twelve hours of PowerPoint presentations? Just, uh, it's just it's it's embarrassing. Go listen to the the again. I'm about to to pump out another podcast that I we did we did an hour on this a few months ago. And Elliot really broke down how this whole process works and why it's kind of ridiculous the way that it is. Um, yeah. The Marcus is getting it. Let's just, let's be yeah, honest. I mean, There's no I know, way that he can't get in. It's just, it's just it's, so dumb. And stop. God, this is so dumb. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right. The the other NFL honors are tonight, and that's when we're going to find out who is the NFL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. We're going to talk about the the Rookie of the Year stuff. But before we do that, if you had an MVP vote for, for just the entire NFL, who would you vote for this year? Yeah, I mean, this year's so tough, right? Like, it's just, it felt like the the race kind of was going up and down between three or four different people at different points. Um, I think I would go Brady. I think. I guess. I. I mean, it's gonna be Rodgers. I'm pretty sure, but I. I. I think it's probably Brady for me. I don't know that Rodgers had you know such a fantastic year, no. honestly. Um. I mean, was, like, I mean, it was a it was a typical Aaron Rodgers year, but I think last year he was better. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree on that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're not going to give it to like anyone other than a quarterback, then I guess we're selecting between these guys, and I guess Tom Brady. I mean, it's just it's just uninspiring, honestly. It's like doesn't it's this just, year feel like a good year to give it to a non quarterback though? Yeah, you have yeah, good the, options. Give it to Aaron Donald, like sure. <laughs> just just do it. Like I don't I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I just know that he's the best football player or, in the NFL. Or so. give it to like Cooper Cup, who had an incredible sure you know year. he or had an incredible year. Yeah, like Cooper Cup, like considering you know what how under the radar how good his season is. Like he's not under the radar. Everyone knows who Cooper Cup is. I think at this point, if you follow football, but. I think it's it's un, under the radar just how extraordinary of a season he had this year in the history of the pantheon of of great wide receiver seasons. So yeah. yeah, sure, absolutely. Bring give it to Cooper Cup. He certainly is deserving of it. 
Um, yeah, I don't want to. I mean, I guess obviously I'm picking Rams because I'm number one Rams fan, as everyone knows here in Los Angeles. So I'm only picking Rams. Uh, but I, yeah, I think you know you probably couldn't go wrong with picking either one of those two. I, I will say this though. I, I can't consider Matthew Stafford as part of this conversation, no. which, you know, I think he had a good year as a quarterback, but I don't know that he's the most valuable player. Uh, I agree. Um, all right. Let's, let's get to the actual awards that matter. Uh, defensive rookie <laughs> of the year. Uh, this is pretty clearly Micah Parsons. The question is, will he win, win defensive player of the year? And should he, um, if you had a vote, would you vote him as the defensive player of the year? I probably would because I'm giving MVP to Aaron Donald, right? <laughs> so <laughs> if I'm giving MVP to Aaron Donald and, and that frees up defensive player of the year, then yes, I probably would give it to Michael Parsons. Otherwise, no, I think it's it's probably Aaron Donald. Uh, I also think that, you know, TJ Watt will is very much in the running there, though I don't think he's as deservant this year as potentially Parsons and, and Donald are. I agree. Um, I think mm-hmm. – Parsons had one of the most interesting seasons that we've seen, considering all the different positions he played, how productive he was. I, I still think Aaron Donald's the best player on defense yeah. in the world, and I'm I'm not sure it's close. And I don't I know his stats don't necessarily reflect that of like TJ or compared to like TJ Watt or Parsons, but man, I, he's just the best player I've seen on defense in a long time. I mean, he's consistently getting triple teamed. Yeah triple teamed like i saw a quote the other day from like from him and said something to the extent of what was the main difference uh that that you saw when von miller came to the team and he said i saw instead of three people i saw two people (laughs) it's just just like going from where he did to three people full-time to only two people full-time like most people never even get triple teamed even the best players in football and he's consistently Triple team. So. I, he's absolutely incredible. So, uh, one more award comeback player of the year. I thought going into this year, it was Dak's award yeah. to lose. Um, absolutely. But I actually don't think he's going to get it. I, I don't. I think Joe Burrow's going to get it. I do too. Does he deserve uh, I, it? I, I, I'm, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, mean I, I think that I think they both deserve it. I, I you know, I mean, like, it, so the problem is only one of them is going to get it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Joe Burrow's in the Super Bowl and, and has had incredible career, uh, this incredible season this year. Uh, both of them had incredible seasons coming off of gruesome injuries. I, I don't think that yeah. by saying that Joe Burrow is going to win it means that I think that Dak deserves it any less. I think Dak deserves it just as much as Burrow does. But I also understand the optics of the fact that Joe Burrow is playing in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and that's probably the reason he'll get the war. Uh, all right. We're, we have just a couple other little things that I want to touch on really quickly, but let's take a quick break before we do that. So we can tell you guys about bet online, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new uh, new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. All right, I've got four real, little... real, real quick. Did you put any, did you put any uh, money down on any of the prop bets for uh, the Super Bowl this year? I did. Uh, I, I, five to one odds on will there be a successful two point conversion? And you put you put four. 
Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's going to happen. Right, these are two I pretty think... pretty aggressive head coaches with uh, good quarterbacks. Why not? I, I think that that's a pretty good bet. I, I, how, I agree. How about at twenty five to one, an offensive lineman to score a touchdown? Ooh, that could be some good money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially considering the uptick is happening so much this league around the league. That certainly is something putting a little money down on would be worth it. Yeah, and we saw sure. last year we saw uh, Tom Brady throw a pass to Joe Hag in the end zone and he dropped it. So it's always fun. Like when once you get down to the one yard line, do they bring anything can happen off? at that point? Well, yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's a lot of fun. I like that. All right, couple quick news things. Michael Parsons said he had a hyperextended knee that he hurt in the Rams practice that bothered him all year. Um, can you imagine what he's going to do if he's fully healthy next year, Landon? No, because I couldn't imagine what he did when I thought he was fully healthy this year. Yeah. Uh, I do. Uh, it's funny when that news broke, though, because I remember it. I yeah. remember I remember the, the, the moment he went down and we all held our breath and he was holding his knee and then he just popped back in, was back in the game. But – uh, or back in the practice, but I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was even televised on the, uh, on the, you know, well, it was, no, they had the, that was the, uh, the, the blue white scrimmage practice, right? Uh, like, yeah, was yeah, that yes. was the, was the televised practice between the Rams. So I, I'm pretty sure that they even kind of may have, if they hadn't shown it, then I, I think I just had seen it anyways, but I, I definitely remember when it happened uh, and definitely remember kind of brushing it off because, uh, Parsons got right back into practice and we never heard anything about it again. And it's just shocking that he's had a bum knee this whole time. Yep. Like that's just ridiculous. Uh, kind of pretty crazy. Uh, other knee news with the Cowboys, uh, Michael Gallup officially undergoing ACL surgery today. It's only been what, two months basically since he's injured that ACL. Does that concern you at all? I mean, again, like what we keep on hearing is that it's, it's supposed to be uh, pretty, pretty regular, I guess. You know, because they they they're waiting for swelling to go down before they could commit the surgery. It does seem like a long time. Like we pointed out, it does seem, you know, despite what they've told us that it's it's this is a normal amount of time. This seems longer than what I remember for yep. for these sort of uh, uh, time timelines for when the surgeries get done. But uh, you know, it could be that that he had more swelling than than. Um, than normal so uh yeah i don't love that it, it happens so late i don't love that it's so you know it's what is it now like a month and a half or two yeah, months i mean almost? he injured it what week 17 of the regular season so you're talking about like was that january 1st or something around there yeah i mean it's just was one of those things where it, if it wasn't for the swelling you'd have a little bit more lead time going yeah. into if the surgery but a little, little bit less lead time i guess but you know so i it's it's unfortunate, but it also sounds like it's kind of uh, – it's not like a setback. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, it's, that. it's, it's not a setback. setback. There's, There's nothing no to worry about, to worry. guys. Uh, no reason to worry. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it, it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, the swelling took a little bit longer to go down, and now it's going to kind of just delay his recovery a little bit. I'm still a little worried about it because we are, what, six months away from training camp, less than six months away from training camp? It's not a long time. I mean, it's, it's going to come up pretty quickly. And we typically see it takes these guys until, you know, month 11, month 12, before they really start to look like themselves again. So I don't know. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, the Cowboys officially hired Robert Prince to be their new wide receiver coach. I saw today that Adam Henry, their old wide receiver coach, actually backed out of a deal with the Giants, which is a little interesting. But 
I actually didn't know a lot about Robert Prince before the Cowboys hired him. However, he's got Boise State connections, so I guess it makes yeah. a, a bunch of sense. Um, he's been an NFL coach for a long, long time. Other than that, I don't know much about him. Yeah, uh, I've, I mean, I, I know that on when he was with Detroit, they called him uh, the CEO, the chief energy officer. Uh, so I think he has like a like a high high voltage personality at the very least, and is probably all a ball of energy, which you know, which I feel like the wide receiver core might need. I mean, they feel like they've been a little bit sleepy at different points uh, during the season. So I think that that's not the worst thing. I, I am very you know just kind of fascinated by the um, Paul situation though, because he he turned. You said you, you mentioned that he turned down a yeah, job today. Today. Adam Henry, they they turn he turned down Adam Henry. The, sorry, yeah, yeah. They turned down the Giants job. He, so he turned down the Giants job, and this is after he turned down the Cowboys job, like because the Cowboys initially made an offer for him to come back, from what I understand. So he's turned down two of these jobs. I'm wondering where, like, is he retiring or what's what what the deal is? I mean, it doesn't you know. really matter to the Cowboys, but it is kind of just fascinating that that he got two job offers and turned them both down. Um, noteworthy that. Uh, <laughs> That Robert Prince was the uh, offensive coordinator for Kellen Moore at Boise State. So. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, like I think if you go back to like Boise State, it felt like they gave Kellen Moore a, a basically carte blanche. You know, as much as carte blanche as a uh, college quarterback is going to get right at the at the line of scrimmage. So, yeah. uh, I, I have a feeling that they had a very kind of different type of uh, uh, coordinator and quarterback, especially for college, right? A, a different yep. kind of relationship than most college quarterbacks and, and college coordinators did because there probably was a larger you know, level of mutual respect because of, you know, Kellen Moore came into college, son of a coach, very, very, very high football IQ. So I'm assuming that they were probably operating on very similar levels at that point. All right. Uh, we'll have to learn more about him. I'm sure we'll get to yeah. – uh see some press conferences from him. We'll get to see his work at training camp. I'm, I'm excited to see somebody new in there. And yep. the last thing I have for us, Landon, Rod Marinelli retired today, uh, 73 years old. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, so the Raiders uh, got, obviously, whole new coaching staff. He's 72. He probably didn't feel like moving and going somewhere else. So Rod Marinelli decides to uh, to move on. Hell of a coach, man. I yeah. mean, and a hell, a hell of a guy, too. I mean, just everything that you've heard from everybody, just a, a incredible influencer of young men for, I mean, three, four-plus decades, right? Maybe five? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, if you go back to his college days, I, I you know, uh, some people may or may not know this about me, but I actually lived in Tampa during the last, not this last Super Bowl run, obviously, but the run in the early 2000s, and uh, and Marinelli, uh, we used to see him at at, a, at this restaurant that we would go to every once in a while, and he was always so accommodating to everybody. We would come up to him and, and just so friendly. Always talked really quietly. Just he's always, which always is funny. Talking. You listen to him at practice, right? Yeah, at practice at training camp is the best, right? Because it's like you, 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 he was oh, stop throwing things. You see people, you see the press surrounding him, right? And he, and he he can't turn his neck very well, right? Because I think it's because of the whatever injury he may have had, like probably from uh, as a vet, right? And and so like he does this kind of he's whispering a little bit. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks. And then he, what's that? Yeah, okay, cool. That's, uh, no, 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 no. You know, it's just I'll I'll have that that memory of just this small kind of hunched over hobbled man 
who just had this incredible power and influence over these uh, uh, these dangerous, terrible, terrifying uh, uh, defensive linemen. And they just he captured their attention and they they listened to him like he was their parent. Um, so just what a career, what a teacher of, of, of defensive lineman technique. Uh, hats off to him. And, and I hope he enjoys his retirement. Did, did you know that Rob Marinelli was a, a California kid growing up? Yep. I did actually. He he uh, he was a Cowboys fan, if I'm not mistaken, when he was younger. Because I think, if I remember correctly, he used to go out to Thousand Oaks uh, as a. I think he was actually. Was he actually a coach at 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 the college at Thousand Oaks or something like that? And he would go out Rosemead. as a. Is that is that a school close? To yeah. You? Well, that Rosemead's a town not not far out of Los Angeles. Yeah. I think it's it's kind yeah. of close. So I, I think that there was some kind of connection where he was a like a TA or something at a college. So he actually had some early connections to the Cowboys, like very, very, very early in his career, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. So he coached at Cal. Oh gosh. From 1983 until 1991 <laughs> there. So he's, he, he's been basically coaching my entire life. Well, I mean, he just, started just yeah. that, right? He started uh, being a defensive line coach in 1973. Yeah. That's, that's before, before <laughs> I was born. So that's, He's been coaching longer than I've been alive, and and you know again, the the fact that he was able to uh, exert influence and uh, to capture the attention of of men that were 21, 22 years old coming into the league yeah. at the age of seventy two, that just shows you the kind of uh, of talent he has and the ability to connect with oh younger gosh, players. Yeah. It's really impressive. And I'm thinking about all the defensive linemen that he's developed, like. Start with the Hall of Famers. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I, I'm thinking like what he did for like Max Crosby over the last two years is incredible. Then he worked with Demarcus Lawrence and he actually worked with Demarcus Ware a little bit. And then the guys with the Bears and with Tampa Bay and Simeon Rice, like I mean Simeon Rice and Warren Sapp and 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 you know yeah. uh, Booger McFarland and Taco you know, Charlton. All... I mean, so many great defensive. Taco Charlton, I love really well done. <laughs> Come on, the guy's retiring. Come I on, know, don't, I don't, know. Don't slip it's back just on one the way flaw on his resume. Otherwise, he's been just an incredible, incredible coach. Yeah, I mean, so as far as a teacher goes, he's, he's just one of the best, and there's a reason that he was in high demand for, you know, like we said, forty plus years. And yeah, incredible. I'm gonna miss him. He was a uh, he was a really really good coach, and yeah, seventy two years old. That's that's quite a career, though. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow we'll be back with our Super Bowl preview. Uh, you're not gonna want to miss that. We also have a special little segment for you guys tomorrow that you're gonna you're gonna want to oh, watch. Boy. So. Download the show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time.